life is going to come at you. Some of it is going to be great and rainbows and sunshines. And some of it is going to be somebody's shitting on your parade. And whatever you do with that, own it and be good with it and understand that you can act from those places proactively. There's this component of not taking it personally and going, how am I going to react? What does this actually call for? Where does this action align to my values? And am I prepared to take complete and brutal accountability for all of this? Strap in for a roller coaster ride where curiosity, humor, laughter, and the odd case of wisdom is applied to understanding the adventure of life. Welcome to the Raw and Gene Show, the power of coaching, guided by two knuckleheads who invite you to sit in the front car with them on this ride. Trust us, it's not as serious as it sounds. And high fives are included. Welcome to episode 24. We're all out here taking nothing personal today. If you follow us on any of the podcast platforms, make sure to smash that subscribe or follow on uh, Apple and Spotify and Overcast, wherever you find us for the Raw and Gene show. I've heard that song quite a lot as we've been editing and putting out the whole episodes on those platforms. Definitely check us out and follow along. Click and subscribe. (laughs) Welcome back. How are you living? I'm living well. I was sick for about three weeks, you know, feeling human again. Caught the back to school virus. The kids all got sick and they brought it home and went through their rotation of it. And then my sister started getting sick and they next thing, oh, I'm sick. But it's been weird. But yeah, just say, you know, just back to school fall virus. So I'm feeling better. I I still have a, a bit of a cough. So hopefully by next week, that'll be fully gone. This week was my first week really back at the uh, full schedule. While I was sick, a couple of times I thought I was getting better. So I posted a couple of things. The number of people on, on within our circle as well as had uh, been feeling that it's like, I'm getting better. No, 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 I'm not. It's a little bit of a tease. My sister is struggling with it. So uh, there's a lot of people I know that that are sick right now. How are you doing? I was like. Living well. We had an emergency situation with my wife's health. And so she's recovering and she's all good, but it definitely has an impact. And we're happy that she's recovering. And honestly, I feel, I personally feel good, like strong, healthy, been continuing the exercising and it's just been a busy week. I'm working on prepping for my conversations with your saboteur workshop that I'm doing for an insurance company next Thursday. So been really reworking through that. And it's interesting when you look at work that you've done as a developer, we build something and then maybe six months later, you have to go back and add on to it or maintain it. And you're like, oh, that was me. Why? That's the experience I'm having going through my workshop is looking at my, how I did the intro and, and just the things I've learned in the last 13 months since I last ran it is, is interesting to see how it's evolving and how the presenting of it is. Yeah. I know the feeling this week I've been working on the, the, you are worthy workshops that are coming up. I've been reaching out to people that have expressed an interest and in, uh, setting up meetings. Cause I want to talk with everyone before they sign up and see where they're at. I've you know, had to go back in and, and look at it. I am fine tuning to do it. right now. It's a four week thing. I might stretch it. Out. I've been telling people if, if you're thinking about 
2024 and January 1st and resolution. And part of that is your own self-care and your ability to really start understanding yourself in a different way. Then let's start this now. And now January 1st, it would be interesting to see. I haven't, can't remember the last time I delivered this workshop, but every time I've delivered it, it's been received well. So we'll see how it goes. That's an important component there is it's still received well. Like when I ran this workshop in the past, I always get incredible feedback from it. Yeah. And it, it's interesting as I'm maturing, looking at this going, look, even if I ran it the way I did before, it would still get value. Value would be delivered. Yeah. So what do I want out of this? And this is detaching from a previous version of criticism-itis, like looking at going, wow, if that brought value, and if I can figure out how to present this even better, it's a much different place to work from experiment with this. Can I get the audience to a point that the value is even greater? Yeah. And you know, you gotta be careful with that because going back to my football days, I was telling Gene about his son plays football for Rutland secondary. They got a brilliant coach, but I was telling him about when I was coaching and you know, I coached at KSS and I coached in community football in the year my team won. We won provincial. We made it to the finals. It's like everything. You're always trying to improve things and there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes even as a coach, you kind of outpoot yourself. Instead <laughs> playing this big team and they're fast, they put in this special offense and we had a week, couple of practices to try to get it down. Game day came, I put it in and we're running it and it's just not working. And I realized, okay, coach, what got you here to the dance? It's time to go back to that. It's a balancing thing. There is nothing wrong with improving things. Like the, the You Are Worthy workshop that came about because a friend of mine who's a, a counselor herself asked me if I would do something to work with her clients. Hmm. And that's how this came about. She really loved it. And then I did it again with another one of her counselors. So I've been doing this workshop now for over five years. And I don't know if it's changed at the core. You obviously fine tune certain things, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, if it ain't broke, doesn't mean you can't fine tune it, but if it ain't broke, just try not to do too much where you don't recognize it because as you say, you don't know what you, I won't know until we actually run it. So that hasn't changed. I've cleaned up the grammar of the questions that we run through, but the structure is, is still the same. It's learning how now to like set the found the framework or my friend Neil says, set the table before you, you jump into it. We've talked a lot about this earlier. Like, how do we set the table to let everyone know what's going to happen? And then being in the container with them, going through it. And then at the end, repeating it, going, this is what we took away and how we did it. And it's just like at the core of it, it's still the same. It's just getting into it and setting it up is yeah. going to be hopefully less jarring. For me, we could do all that until you actually deliver. You don't know what's going to come out. No. And every time you do it, it, different results, different participants. This is why a lot of times I, I have things mm -hmm. that are structured and then I fly by the seat of my pants. You kind of went through that when I was working with you. It's like, I trust in the moment and I trust what's showing up because I, the way I look at it, when I put together a, a, a workshop in a presentation, that's kind of like an expectation. But then once I start doing it, I let go of that and see what resonates with the people. What do they want to talk about? Particularly in this and what we're going to do while we're talking about Rawls workshop. We'll do more promoting on it, but it, it, it's just getting people to a place where 
But the biggest thing for me is about being brutally honest with yourself. You know what you want. You know what you believe. It's time for you to let go of. And the question is, do you have the courage to, to step into the discomfort, to step into the abyss and to deal with it? Because it doesn't happen overnight. Going back to the topic of the show, of not taking things personally, even with yourself. It's that in this moment, where am I? Where I was yesterday and two weeks ago and a year ago and, and, and five years ago. It's not the same place that I am now. So, it, you know, I also have the expectations, but then let go of the expectations and then accept what comes. It's the same thing, being personal. Don't take it personally. Well, you got to be balanced with that. We are people. We're going to take things personal. Question is, when you're taking it personally, why are you taking it personal? Yeah. And it goes back to when I talk to people about trigger. What is being presented to you? Is there truth in it? And if there's truth in it, why are you getting triggered? Well, if there's truth in it, why are you taking it personal? Where are you becoming out of balance with it? Right? So you're going to take things personally because we are emotional people that have feelings and experiences. It's like an algebra equation. What you do to one side, you have to do to the other. For every action is an equal and opposite reaction or response. Right. So it's just about balance. Taking it personally is about being balanced. For those of you that have read the book, The Four Agreements, and if you haven't read The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, I invite you to do so. It's a great book. It's a great Easy read too. Yes. Yeah, like maybe 240 something pages of that, maybe 175 is about the, the core agreements. And it's just old Taltech uh, wisdom that's still applicable today. The four agreements are very simple. Be impeccable with your words. Say what you mean, mean what you say. Don't take things personally. Man, no one gets out of bed going, when am I going to get Gene today? Even if they do, it's really not you. All they're doing is projecting what they hold inside of them. The third well, it, 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 is not to make assumptions. Yeah. Always ask questions. For clarity, seeking clarity. And then the last one is doing your best. Doing your best is about how am I incorporating the first three agreements in my daily practice. And one thing about this topic that I'm not taking personally is the concept that the best is fluid. The best is what's, what you have reached to in this moment. For example, you were sick and we had some health troubles here. Was our best was three weeks ago? No, because the situation was different, but we still did our best within what we had available to us, right? So how do you do your best to what's available to you right now? And there's a component of like, just to, I think we talk about this is you don't see it better or worse than it is. Be like, what is available? Am I going to leave any space for regret in this moment? No. So I'm going to use up the entire moment. Yeah. Is it for rest? Is it for recovery? Is it for working on our workshops? Is it doing more podcasts? Whatever it is and whatever we have available to us, we do that. And then there's not taking that stuff personally or being at a different level than it was the day before, the week before, or, or a week into the, or how it will be into the. Yeah. Showing up, it, just dealing with what shows up and, and not being afraid to look back and go, okay, I've experienced this before. And when, when this has shown up, what did I do back? You said an interesting thing with regards to dealing with what shows up and not taking it personally. You mentioned the word regret. And a lot of times we do have regret in the moment because when something happens, we'll quickly flash, oh, that happened before and I did that. 
I didn't like that. You know, this, this thing about regret, I, I find it to be a very interesting word because we use that word and we act like somehow we can go back and undo what has been done, you know, trying to unbake cake. Once a cake is baked, you cannot unbake it. You no. either eat it or you throw it out and start again. That's a beautiful or metaphor because once you use up those raw ingredients, they'll never go back to their original form. There's no way. You'll have cake crumble, depending on how you've made that cake and what you're willing to stomach. You know, if it really is terrible, you throw it out. If it's all right, then you eat it, but then it recognize I'm the one that created the cake. So if I can't unbake it, there's no point in regrets. I can learn from it. And this is where you're taking things personally. A lot of times it's out of balance with our feelings, with our emotions in regards to what's showing up and, and we're basing on what has happened before, as opposed to it can happen again. Yeah. But if I stay focused and present in the moment, I can see what, what is showing up. What is it really asking of me? Don't take things personally. The second agreement, going back in like the seven habits, the first habit of being proactive, taking that moment, that gap between what shows up and before you react and respond, what is this really asking of me? Am I in check with my feelings? Am I in check with the emotions of what showed up to go? There's no need to take this person. The harm in it is how I choose to perceive what's showing. The harm in it, it is me judging or being judgmental with what's showing up, making assumptions that it might harm me. And if it does harm you, why is it harming you? Why are you perceiving it as harm? So it's just about, like I said, it's about being balanced and just understand every action, there's an opposite reaction. For every choice, there's consequences. They're not negative or positive. They're just an end result to a choice. If you don't like the consequences, change the choice. If you don't know how to change the choice, then you got to go back and go, okay, what am I thinking? What's my thought process? What am I ruminating on that's allowing me to want to take these things personally? Right. And I, I hear where we started earlier, where you said some people might not be getting out of bed just to screw you over. The, they may be, they may, but like you said, it's more about what's happening within them. It, you could choose to give them their own medicine. You could, but then you're going to have to ask yourself, take responsibility for that redirection of the energy. If we believe that energy is neither created nor destroyed, it's always transformed. Well, that negative energy that someone trying to screw you over is coming your way. What are you going to do with it? You're going to take that in pause and choose to redirect it and to use it into your favor. I almost think of it like judo is, is where that sport is about using your opponents Energy, energy against them. It, it's like you, you could come at it being mad or you could come at it being centered going, okay, this is what's happening. Someone is attempting to do something towards me. It's forcing me to make different choices about how I'm going to show up. It's like there will be harm, but that, that choice of the suffering about it, that's your choice. You can suffer in that all, all you want, or you can be like, this sucks. What am I going to do about it? What choices are available to me? And that's where that part of like removing the 
the removing the per personalness of it out is like, how many choices is actually this action that's coming at me opening up? And the more choice you have, you're like, huh, I can do a whole bunch about this. I can be an asshole right back. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes a bully needs to be punched in the face. Sure. Right. right? That, and, and saying all that, did I cut you off? I finished your thought. Of course you did. <laughs> I have no idea where the train was going now. Why, why are you attacking me like that? <laughs> Thinking is very personally wrong. I'm personally right now. Journal. Dear no, journal, Raul cut me off on our podcast today. Asshole. <laughs> but no, my thing is, sometimes anger is warranted. Sometimes matching their energy is warranted. Whatever you do, own it. Mm, yes. Own thanks. it. To me, being out of balance is when you make a choice to confront a situation with anger. And then afterwards, you don't want to own it. And that says to me, then you're not good with anger because it serves a purpose. As spiritual as I am, if you attack me and you try to physically harm me, I'll put my spiritual foot up your ass. <laughs> and I, I, I am good with that. Right? So whatever 100%. it is that you do, own it. Life is going to come at you. Some of it is going to be great and rainbows and sunshines. And some of it is going to be somebody's shitting on your parade and whatever you do with that, our goal with this show and with our coaching and workshops, it's like the bottom line, we want you to own it yeah. and be good with it and understand that you can act from those places proactively. There's this component of not taking it personally and going, how am I going to react? What does this actually call for? Where does this action align to my values? And am I prepared to take complete and brutal accountability for all of this. This is brutal accountability. Am I going to take accountability for this and be right with it? When you're like, yes, 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 yes. I think, I think a lot of when people do this, this type of work that, you know, self-empowerment, self-awareness, self-mastery, whatever term you want to use with it is that, oh, I always got to take the high road. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. There's nothing that you have to do that I say. That's why I, you know, I rarely ever tell anyone you to do this. I just invite you. You don't have to do a thing that anyone says, particularly me. But if what you're doing is not working for you, then the invitation from the universe or whatever divine means to you is going, there's another way to deal with these things. Are you yeah. ready to deal with it? If you're struggling with understanding that, then there's things inside of you that are blocking you from that. Are you ready to remove those blocks? Even when you remove those blocks, doesn't mean you're not going to get angry, right? I don't take things personally. I very rarely try not to take things personally. That doesn't mean I don't. That doesn't mean I don't. I'm still... Are you human as well? Well, that's why I just said I'm human. Why would you not think so? Go, well, you don't <laughs> seem to let too much bother you. I go, you're right. Not too much bothers me. No. Things can still bother me. I have no problems with anger anymore. I used to be a very angry man. There's a difference between being angry and getting angry. And people, I, you know, people want anger to just go away. Good luck with that. That's it's part of us. Going to happen. That's part of us. It's part of the emotional uh, spectrum. It's a healthy thing if you understand it. So I have no problems with 
getting angry. I'm just not an angry man. And that angry man is still inside. He still wants to flare up. But who's in charge? So when you talk about self-mastery and self-awareness and self-empowerment, the first part of all of those is self. Yeah. I choose not to let that angry man breathe and live the way he used to. That does not mean I cannot get angry. That does not mean I will not get angry because I'm good with my, I may be fooling myself, but until further notice, I'm going to do this. That's what it's really meaning. Are you in charge of you? Hmm. And whatever choice you make, the consequences of that choice. We'll look Let's to recap it. some of the things we've identified here is when we're on our journey of not taking this personally, what I've heard today is be open to the choices. It's an opportunity. If you're taking it personally, what other choices aren't you seeing? Explore those. What's coming at you is energy. And you can, this is another choice, but that's that step of being proactive is true is going, how do I want to respond with this? Is this connected to your values and about taking utter and complete accountability for how you respond? Yeah. These are the starting steps of getting right with this. What feels like a, a journey of being not taking shit personally. Yeah. And to me, one of the biggest barometers lives inside of you when you're doing something and it doesn't feel right. If you're truly being honest with yourself, you can pay attention to that and go, oops, I just put my foot on the path down the slippery slope. Before I take a next step and I can't come back up, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I don't like how I'm feeling right now in regards to what I'm doing. We all know it. Like with anger. The first anger is usually at yourself, especially when you just react or say something. And as soon as it exits your mouth, it's like, oh, I'm trying to grab it back. Oh, too late. <laughs> yeah. Right? Be like, oh, going to have to own this. So that's what I'm saying. Whatever it is, whether you respond or you react, own choice, consequences. Then it's going to be another choice, more consequences. It, it's like the, the ball just keeps on going. This isn't about a right or wrong. This is an invitation to get right with how you show up. You're never going to bat a hundred, but are you willing to improve your batting average when these things come up for you in your life? Are there areas in your life where like, I get a lot more of that queasy feeling than I'd like to experience. Can you start to reduce it? Let's be realistic with ourselves and give ourselves some grace. It took us a long time of accepting living with that queasy feeling, it's going to take some time to step in and beyond the reason you've chosen to do the queasy feeling. Me as a recovering people pleaser, it still takes time for when it's just like easy to say this counterfeit yes, just to not have the conflict or avoid something versus going no. And it's like, oh, it wasn't as bad as I thought, but that takes time, right? It's like working out. It's like fixing your diet. It's like dealing with any, anything else in our body from a physical standpoint is like, it takes time. It took time to get into disrepair and it will take time to get into that place where you're like, feel it. It, it becomes natural. It's, it's habitual. And it just takes part, time. It's part of the process. You know, it's like, you're going to fall. It's not about right or wrong, good or bad. It's about, you're going to fall. It's called life. So instead of yeah. beating yourself up because you fall, 
pick yourself up, dust yourself off and go, okay, what do I need to learn from this experience? Because more than likely it will happen again. We will rise. We beat ourselves up because we, we fell down. Well, why would you beat yourself up for something that is a natural part of the process of life? Question is, are you going to get up and what are you going to learn from the experience of falling down? And every time you fall and you get up, you are adding to your resiliency tank. Resiliency comes from harsh and negative experiences of life. We tend to add to our resiliency uh, tank from the harshness, from the hard experiences by getting up and dusting ourselves and going, what do I need to learn? What I love about that, that metaphor of the resilience tank is like, you're right. When you hit the, the hard, the negative, the unpleasant, it grows the tank, but the good and beautiful actually fill the tank. That's the flip side of making the choice of dealing with it and going, will this make me more resilient? Don't let it be the thing that shuts you off from life, but are you going to be more open to the choice, more open to listening to your heart, your body and connecting this with your mind? How do I fill this tank? Because I am going to fall again. Wouldn't it be nice if I had a little cushion? What if I learned actually how to fall with grace? Be like Chris Farley or Jim Carrey or Steve Martin, where they do these incredible skips. These men are falling across the stage and standing up and going, Ta-da! we're, we're back in it. Fall down and go. One of the questions I ask in your worthy workshop and for those that will sign up, if I'll ask you this question, are you worthy? of the negative and harsh experiences of your life. Whenever someone says you're worthy, you automatically think of good things. So I ask the question, are you worthy of the harsh and negative experiences of your life? And for me, the answer is, yeah, I am. You know, it's like a bank account. One of the things that they teach you in the seven habits, the emotional bank account. You can't withdraw from an account if you haven't deposited anything in it. <laughs> so you have to ask yourself, what am I depositing into my emotional bank account? Because if I'm depositing only so-called negative feelings and feelings of taking things personally, but then I want to withdraw something different, how does that work? Yeah. So you have to be cognitive of what you're depositing within you. What are you going to let out? What are you going to identify with to say, you know what? I want different consequences. So if I want different consequences and I must understand my choices and master the choices that I am making, then I really have to understand thoughts and how that works and focus on the thoughts that I want to add into my internal conversation that I will then play over and over and then bring into and to manifest into this physical world. Not every one of my thoughts become things. Yeah, I always found that, that statement to be very interesting. It's out of balance. And to me, the universe and we, a part of the universe, is about balance, balance, balance. So I've learned now to whatever thoughts show up, they show up. Yeah. I'm in charge of which thoughts I'm going to give my attention to. I'm the one in charge of which thought I'm going to give my attention to. And then I'm going to work to manifesting. Hmm. And the other ones, let them be. Let them, it's the meditation concept of when you've got those thoughts, you just put them on the stream 
up and float down the stream. You don't have to be attached or owning to any of those things. And what I hear Rawl talking about is through this all, you go, I don't like how this tastes. Maybe I'm going to do some, I'm going to put a different ingredient in to begin with. I'm happy enough to do that. Just looking for a different consequence of what you're experiencing. Sometimes you got to experiment a little bit, make a whole bunch of cakes and go, I found the winner. Actually, I've got three winners. Even better. Now I have an assortment of things that I can enjoy. Now we're back to being empowered. My sister brought uh, an apple pie and a cherry pie. Mm. And then when we opened up the cherry pie, because the box said cherry, it wasn't cherry. It was a rhubarb pie. So I opened it and I took a slice of apple and I took a slice of cherry. And as I'm eating it, I'm like, kind of cherry is this I felt like <laughs> eating like a marble and then there was like a root and I'm like oh my god this is rhubarb pie so then I told my sister she goes yeah I realized that they put the wrong pie in the wrong box she tried to put some ice cream on it to see if she <laughs> it didn't work <laughs> so sometimes you know you, you you could try to put you know lipstick on a pig it's still <laughs> a rhubarb pie so the ice cream. rhubarb pie is delicious. I, I am not a rhubarb pie fan at all. But some people like it. I ate it because I don't like wasting food. And it's pie. We've got episodes and about you and your pie well, eating. Pie so. and cake are my thing. So the simple lesson is hmm. I can't unbake this pie. We can either throw it out and not even a quarter of it. My sister said, no, I'm going to take it back and let them know. Maybe there's other pies like that. The box says cherry, but they put the wrong. Yeah. And they were glad to exchange it. She goes, I just want a cherry pie. And they, <laughs> I mean, that was, it's the same thing. It's like, okay, we cannot bake this. We either throw it out or we come up with another solution. And the other solution. Yeah. And was I the love the solution of sometimes you got to take the rhubarb pie back and ask for the cherry. It's and like, sometimes you have to eat the rhubarb. If it's on your plate, I hate wasting food. So if you got to eat the pie. Rub me the wrong way to Throw it away. <laughs> no, it's not my favorite at all, but it also didn't kill me. Yeah. It was valuable. It just reminded me of, of the things that we do. And life gives you a rhubarb pie. You sometimes have to eat it. And sometimes you just got to take a three quarters of that thing back and ask for the cherry pie. Yeah, but don't eat three quarters and then, then try to go back and get more. It, it's just life. We have the good the bad, the ugly, and the beautiful to go through in this life. And you're going to fall down. That's part of the process. The only way you can get up is if you have fallen. So there's a value to falling. The question is, are you going to learn? You're going to continue to fall. I'm 62 now, and man, I got a lot more falling to do. So we're going to watch out for his hips, though, at this age now. Well, you got to watch up for a lot of things at this age. Not the age so much, it's just what the body has gone through. <laughs> but all the sports and stuff that I've done, I have a, a, a chronic groin issue and hip and you know, rotator cuff, all of it from playing sports, rugby, football. And when my hip or my groin really acts up, I'm not going to say I never. I rarely ever sit down and, and watch it. But whenever it acts up, I remember that moment. I have no regrets about it. If I, you know, if, you, if someone could take me back and go, you know, if you play all these sports when you're old and bodies, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm still going to do it. 
Why? Because I enjoyed playing sports. And there are consequences to everything. Once you've made the choice, are you willing to accept all the consequences that come from that choice? Not some, all of them. So I love this. And I'm thinking about the consequences as we're looking at the time. Yeah, but you see how our internal clock is working now because we're one minute from cutting it off. So now we've built in the experience of knowing, okay, we're at the mark. <laughs> we're going to put the hook on them and just pull them off the stage. Because it's not that serious. <laughs> Before we wrap everything up, we're going to leave you all with the coaching tip around not taking it personally. It's not about you. Our interactions and relationships often revolve around mutual exchanges, yet the focal point isn't always ourselves. We ask that you reflect on these questions this week. How often do you make situations, conversations, or reactions about you? Can you recall a time when distancing your feelings led to a deeper understanding of a situation or person? And last, how can stepping back from a self-centered viewpoint improve your relationships and interactions in your life? Hopefully these are things that you can take from what we've talked about today. Until next week, my name's Gene, that's Rawl, and this has been the Gene and Rawl Show. We will see you on YouTube, LinkedIn, or you may hear us on Apple and Spotify. Make sure to hit that like button and follow on whatever platform you're on. Till next week, we'll talk to you then. Oh, one last thing. It's the legal language. This podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not intended as a substitute for the advice of qualified professionals.